0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Marlin's Corner. Who knows, this could be a thing. Uh, So, if you listen to our latest episode, you see that we talk about Mortal Kombat, and uh, each of us have our own, again... Our own interesting takes on it. I'm going to kind of going to extend our conversation about it. Kind of talk about what, uh, where I believe the new Mortal Kombat might have strayed from the path. Now, if you haven't experienced uh, the uh, interesting film, uh, the first one, Mortal Kombat in 1995, uh, again, you probably heard us talk about how it was just really goofy and over the top, but it. It was goofy goofing over the top in a way that kind of made you enjoy it. It was enjoyable. And I think, again, like at face value, you think about that and you kind of write it off. But when you kind of look at the story, there definitely is a, uh, it was written in a way that that was helpful. Mind you, it does have the benefit of coming out right at the beginning of Mortal Kombat before we get into all the time traveling and the different timelines and different variations of robot ninjas. But again, it, it had a solid story. That Mortal Kombat story starts off with three characters, Um, of course, Liu Kang, uh, Johnny Cage, and uh, of course we have the incomparable, uh, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting her name. I know her name, Sonya Blade. There it was, folks, so sorry. Sonya Blade. Those are our three characters, and it starts off with them just being introduced into this world and uh, being exposed to not only um, the variations of monsters and Outworld and, Mortal Kombat, but they also discover uh, strength within themselves uh, to kind of become the heroes uh, of the day. You watch them uh, in the beginning be unsure of one another and then, sure enough, trust the team, come together and, of course, defeat uh, Shao Kahn and the other outworlders to uh, clinch that victory. Um, and again, of course, they also have the other benefit of having an absolute banger of a, a theme song. Uh, I mean, come on, that song was just it was timeless, it was perfect. Uh, I think, like, again, that helped it uh, along the way. Like, yes, the CGI was not great. Yes, uh, you know, the dialogue wasn't the best dialogue, uh, but the story itself was solid enough to kind of get you through it from point A to point B in a way that was enjoyable. You know, it, it, it at least had, uh, uh, it brought you in at a level that was easy to kind of dive into. I think when we look at this new Mortal Kombat film in 2021, what we see is um, there's kind of, uh, the, the, there clearly was an intention to make a film that was an homage to, of course, um, Mortal Kombat and the universe that there that, 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 that kind of resides in. But there also was an issue of how do we, introduce this to new people, but also still acknowledge the deep lore that exists from a game that's been out for, you know, almost 20 years or so. Um, and we kind of get to see that in the beginning where the movie doesn't begin with, uh, the main characters per se. It begins with some Mortal Kombat staples. It begins with B. Sub-Zero, uh, and of course, Scorpion. We don't, um, Get to meet their main character for a couple of minutes. We we're instead of focusing on this kind of revenge story. Um, and again, I think honestly, uh, to their credit, uh, the actor Joe Taslim and I believe Hiroyuki Sanada who play Sub Zero and Scorpion, I think they were the strongest part of this film. Uh, I absolutely tuned in just to watch them. And I think it, they definitely had the bulk of the budget devoted to to their characters specifically. But I think that's honestly where we kind of saw them tip their their hand. Like they really were heavy-handed with uh, those two specific characters. And I, I'm guessing to like again pull people in. And we know that you know Just Haslam is on there for another four additional films in this franchise if it picks up. But again, we don't really see that kind of uh, character care for any of the other characters. We get to see Scorpion's backstory and his motivation. We get to see bits of um, Sub-Zero's motivation. We, we we know that the Lin Kuei were attacked in some previous version of this film. We don't know when, that, when it happened or what the full damage was. but We at least see that there is um, some motivation and some draw to them having that conflict. And then we kind of meet Cole and we're Kind of again, they made a character that was supposed to be like the audience's surrogate, you know, their eyes into Mortal Kombat. But there really wasn't much to Mortal Kombat for him to kind of see because, again, we don't get to the tournament. We instead, he instead, gets involved in this very confusing uh, outside of the tournament fight where oh, the tournament hasn't started yet, but we're still going to fight somehow. And I think that was confusing for people who were just coming into it because, again, Mortal Kombat is about the tournament specifically. It's about uh, the fighters in the tournament. It's about um, trying to steal victories from the tournament. There definitely is a lot to do with the tournament in Mortal Kombat. So, to specifically have a character who you were, who's new, who's made up for the audience and not actually have the tournament be going on was a bit confusing for people who were just coming into this. Because again, they're thinking, oh, I'm going to watch this Mortal Kombat tournament, I have maybe a loose understanding of it, but I know it's some big contest. Yet now here we are where they're just fighting in, like, the back streets. It can be a bit confusing for people who are new. And then for people who are returning fans, the question is also, like, wait, why aren't they fighting in a tournament this doesn't make any sense. Like, why would they just not do that? So again, there, there, there definitely was a bit of confusion on the writers end. and I'm hoping they do better down the line. Again, it was an enjoyable film and, uh, and, you know, in all thanks to Sub-Zero and Scorpion. But uh, again, there definitely is a lot that they need to do to catch people up as well as do justice to the source material. So I do think that while it has graphics galore that are, years beyond the 1995 version folks are still going to kind of enjoy the 95 version because there at least was some heart to it that heart was the characters you know they didn't have the best costumes they didn't have the best uh cgi but the characters alone definitely brought some authenticity to their portrayals of the role uh they at least kind of made you feel like great like that's That's my Liu Kang. That's my Johnny Cage. I can see that's my Sonya Blade. Like they brought uh, a personality to the role to where now when we look at these new characters, we're kind of like, oh, okay, I I see this person being uh, Liu Kang, but I'm also thinking about the other Liu Kang who had the mullet. Like he at least, you know, had some of his own things to this to kind of spice up the character. Now everyone seems kind of flat. I also think that's, you know, another issue with Mortal Kombat is that the other characters besides uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero kind of fall very flat. There isn't really much to them. Uh, And again, maybe they didn't have enough time to flesh it out. Maybe they wanted to get the fights done. There was a lot of rushing at the end. Like, they really were like, we got to wrap this up. We're going to teleport to every fight. Um, So I'm hoping that if they're doing this again, we truly get some time to get to know these characters. We don't really know much about Sonya Blade. We know that she's in the military of some group of some kind. We know that she works with Jax. We don't know enough about her. Uh, we know about Jax, again, but we don't know we don't know much about him. We know about Liu Kang, but again, unlike the 95 version where we see that Liu Kang's brother gets murdered uh, by Outworld, uh, we don't really see his connection to the tournament itself. The only characters that we do see get some, some kind of background, again, are Scorpion, Sub-Zero, and potentially Cole. So you only have three characters who have some kind of tie-in, and two of them are a major part of the story. And our main character or supposedly main character is kind of there watching, observing. There are definitely lots of times where Cole was just kind of standing and listening. And that was very confusing because again, he's the main character, but he spends a good chunk of the film just listening and nodding his head and just being a part of the scenery. So We'll see what WB has in store for us when it comes to the Mortal Kombat franchise. Uh, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what happens to Scorpion. We know that, you know, Scorpion goes back to the Netherworld. We see that Sub-Zero is quote-unquote dead. We know that, you know, death is just the beginning, according to Shao Kahn. We know that he's going to come back as Noob Sabat, most likely. But yeah, there definitely was a lot of lacking uh, as far as characterization goes for these characters. There definitely was a lot to be um, explored, and I'm hoping they do explore that. I'm hoping they get a chance to really hone their characters and hone this script, because again, they want to do four more had a bit of a stretch i'm not sure if they can do four more uh, i mean even the 95 mortal Kombat. the sequel was absolute garbage mortal Kombat annihilation so um again this one had a rough start i i'm not sure if they're gonna have a uh, a great go about it of the next time around but Money makes things happen. So hopefully we'll will invest some money and some and some more scripts that can be a bit more uh, believable. Maybe we'll get a tournament finally. Uh yeah, I'm just hoping that, you know, they turn it around a bit. It was enjoyable. Uh the fight things were fantastic between um Joe Taslim and Hiroyuki Sonata they were just absolutely great. Um, aside from, of course, the confusing language barrier that existed there that didn't really need to exist. And of course, Scorpion being written as a, a character that only speaks Chinese and speaking English, neither here nor there, hopefully they figure out enough about these characters to really uh, bring them uh, into this, this great spotlight. So here's hoping, here's wishing. If you truly want to get a good experience of Mortal Kombat, I cannot stress enough, watch the 95 version. And if you're not watching it for just the cheesiness of it being a 90s film, watch it just for the sheer banger that is the Mortal Kombat song. They played at least six times because they knew they absolutely knew they had a hit, and they just kept playing it over and over again. I'm little disappointed that the new Mortal Kombat did not have an a, 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 a updated version of that. I truly thought they were gonna have someone do that. Um, they didn't. Maybe we'll have Mortal Kombat 2. Maybe we'll finally get a Shao Kahn that says it has begun. Uh, yeah, I just feel like there are just a lot of throwaway lines, fatality, flawless victory, but it's like, cool. This happened in the in the in the ninety five version. I understand why you're doing it, but it feels like you're forcing it. So let's let's at least pick a lane. You're gonna either be, you know, kitschy and goofy, or you're gonna be a serious DC <laughs> type show or movie. So. um I'm hoping they pick something for this next one. It could be fun, I'm hoping it's fun. Mortal Kombat is wildly ridiculous, and over the top, but in a way that is, you know, of course, cheesy and fun and I'm hoping they find, uh, they, they like find that, you know, and they bring it for the next, uh, next one, for the next sequel. So again, Check out the 95 Mortal Kombat if you wanna laugh. If you wanna see another version of Mortal Kombat, I can't stress enough watching Scorpion's Revenge on HBO Max as well. Uh, beautifully done, beautiful animation. Uh, check it out. Um, and again, also check out the show. We got more episodes coming up. Uh, we were gonna talk about more things uh, galore. Uh, it's just so much happening in the, in the world of streaming, so many shows. We're still trying to, I, I know I'm personally trying to get through Yasuke. It's wild. Keith, uh, you are a wild individual, and I am enjoying Yasuke, so definitely check that out. Uh, but until next time, everyone, uh, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask, and uh, geek on. See you next time, everyone. Bye. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.